Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In today's episode, we speak to Eliza Flynn, a pre- and postnatal personal trainer, health and wellness coach and speaker, and founder of The Warrior Method. She has worked with hundreds of women to improve their health and fitness, gain body awareness, and live active, pain-free lives. We talk about why it's good to exercise, the importance of repairing your body after having a baby, and what signs to look out for when exercising that might indicate that things are not right. And before we start, just a little disclaimer. Please note that the content in this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. My name is Caroline Johansson, and you are listening to the podcast To Become a Mother. Welcome, Eliza. You are a pre and postnatal personal trainer and founder of the Warrior Method, which specializes in training women for the challenges of motherhood. You're also mother to three boys, the youngest of which is only four weeks and with us in the studio today. And he's very cute. Before we get going about the specifics, I just wanted to take a step back and just talk about why it's good to exercise. So we all know that it is good to exercise, but what really happens in the body and the brain and why as mums should we be taking the time and prioritize this? There's so many reasons why sort of getting moving and exercise is really important. There are sort of all the happy hormones that get released. So you've got the dopamine and the endorphins. And I think that's something that you really need once you have a baby. And as well as that, it just gets the blood moving around your body a lot more. So as a new mum, especially if it's your first, you spend a lot of time just sitting or lying or hanging out in bed and that's fantastic and a lot of the times that is very much needed but it's also very good for you to get up and get moving if you can and that just gets all the blood going it helps leave you feeling a bit more energized it can kind of awaken your senses and I think a lot of people can get stuck in this rut where they just sit and they just watch tv all day and just moving around the house is incredible for helping you feel a bit more alive and especially if you can get outside I think that really helps especially with mental health it's good for our spirit and there is something I think incredibly healing about fresh air 
as well. And also the more we kind of move, the more we focus a bit on our bodies and, you know, without even noticing it, you're regaining that strength and mobility that you can sometimes lose a bit during pregnancy and immediately after birth. Yeah. And I know that you are advocating for repairing your body after birth instead of just jumping into your prenatal exercise routine. Can you explain a little bit more about this this statement and why we can't just exercise like we did before when we've given birth? Your body spends a long time, nine months making a baby and you put on a lot of extra weight during that time which puts pressure on the pelvic floor. There's a lot of things that change in your body. There's different hormones that affect everything. So you get hormones in your body which can affect things like your ligaments and your joints and they make them a little bit more stretchy so if you are then going to go and do some exercises you could put yourself at additional risk of injury plus you've been carrying around a lot of extra weight especially around the pelvic floor so regardless of whether you have a c-section or a vaginal birth there is going to be some uh some some love and kindness that's needed towards your pelvic floor mm. because it will be stretched it will it will have felt the effects of carrying all that weight and if you do just jump straight back into exercise especially if it's the exercise that you did before you were pregnant then you could be putting yourselves you know several steps backwards in terms of actually regaining that fitness and the movement that you were used to mm. And the last thing anyone wants to be once they've had a baby is sort of injured. So taking that time just to restore the pelvic floor, the way you breathe also changes. The way, you know, your ribs might have been positioned might have changed as well. You'll also have a slightly different posture. The way that um, you stand during pregnancy will have changed almost how your muscles are used. So a lot of people will have sort of a lack of glutes. I don't know whether you ever noticed this where you kind of have this like mum bum where mm. your sort of bum almost just disappears. Mm. And that's because we favour our glutes like a less. clenched fist. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But like a lot of people just lose the tone in their, in their bum muscles mm. because they're not using those muscles mm. as much when they're pregnant. So you're kind of entering this postnatal period with a very different body mm. from which you started before you got pregnant. So when you're seeing a woman in your practice... And she's come to you after giving birth, let's say vaginally. What would you say to her just uh, from a concrete perspective? This is what you need to do to build yourself up. Can you explain a little bit how you structure it and how you go about that repairing? Yes, absolutely. So there's there's one of the things that we start with and that'll be a bit of a postnatal assessment. Mm. So we'll look at your posture. Um, how you're standing, position of feet, and as well, we will look at your basic movement patterns. So if you're picking something up from the floor, how are you going about it? We'll also look at how you're breathing. So often our breathing has changed and actually getting a good cool connection with our breathing can really help us get back that functionality within those abdominal muscles because mm. we often lose that because the abdominal muscles are just so stretched. And then we'll also look at how you're doing with pelvic floor exercises. So whilst I am, am not able to do internal checks of pelvic floors, you have to go to a woman's health physio for that. 
which I do strongly advise because it's it's a fantastic thing to know how your pelvic floor is functioning. But we'll look at then how you can integrate pelvic floor function as well as breathing as well as that sort of abdominal stimulation. Mm. And then from there, we'll kind of combine everything into a certain set of exercises. We'll also do a check for diastasis, which is Mm -hmm. where the six-pack muscles they sort of come apart during pregnancy, which is completely normal because they were never stuck together in the first place. Mm. But we'll look at how they've come back together mm. after you've had your baby. And for some people, they might need a little bit of extra help. For some people, after they've had their baby, their six-pack muscles might remain slightly apart. Mm. And it's generally not the gap that we're looking at. It's more sort of as well the tensile strength that you have in the abdominal fascia. So we'll we'll sort of make an assessment as how has pregnancy affected your body. And it'll be sort of a top-to-toe assessment where we'll even look at arch position and whether, you know, pregnancy has given you flat feet. And from there, we will look at the different exercises. But I think often people think, right, okay, I've got a personal trainer. We are, it's going to be sweaty. It's Mm. going to be, you know, where are the battle ropes? Where is all the sort of equipment? And actually, it's really important to take things slowly. And people are a bit like, oh, we're going to do some breathing. Mm. Okay. And then we might do, you know, very gentle exercises just to make sure that we have the positioning of ribs and pelvis in an optimal way so that we can get that core connection before you even begin to start strengthening through that area and just uh, to me i mean like breathing sounds so basic can you explain a bit about that what is it that happens when you are pregnant that changes the breathing well everyone's very different but what i have noticed is a lot of people during pregnancy everything kind of gets moved around and pushed about and so often we tend to breathe a lot more so through the shoulders and through the upper part of the chest because mm. you can't it's, it's hard to get that full lung capacity when you are pregnant so people continue with that way of breathing and especially if you're feeding regardless of whether you're feeding with the bottle or breastfeeding there is that tendency to sort of hunch over mm. as well so Again, that can also impact your breathing. Posture can impact breathing as well. And so we want to try to relearn how to take full breaths. And a lot of the times we're not breathing to our maximum ability. Mm. So what that means is sort of taking deep breaths, sending it down into the belly, letting that belly expand, looking at moving through the lower parts of the ribs, breathing into the spine as well, Mm. and just relaxing through those stomach muscles often we try and tense stomach muscles. You'll find a lot of people grip with their stomach muscles. They don't even realize they're doing it. So just coming to terms with your body and reconnecting with it. Mm. Because a lot of people, especially if you've had a C-section, they're a bit like, I have numbness down there. It doesn't Mm. feel like I can, it doesn't feel like it's my stomach anymore. So it's really important with that breathing as well, just to get it back into check. And it can also help reduce anxiety. Whenever mm. you're breathing into the shoulders or the upper part of the chest, that causes extra tension mm. and it can actually increase sort of anxiety and and that's just not what you need. And so if you're breathing in your chest and you're not using your stomach for your breath, like breathing into it, what does that do to your body apart from like general anxiety? Why is that a bad thing? It- essentially means that you are not getting as much 
oxygen potentially into your body as you could do. And taking those deep breaths in, and you're not you're not necessarily using your stomach to breathe. It's sort of you're more using the diaphragm more, but it's mm. if you breathe into the stomach, that helps draw the diaphragm down. But it's it's just about breathing in a way that's optimal for your body, and thinking about when you're breathing out, also drawing those abdominal muscles in together as well. So you're actually using more of the body. You're actually strengthening those stomach muscles as well. Mm. And the perfect example of how to breathe a baby's. If you ever look at babies, it's always their bellies that kind of go up and down. They haven't got those stresses where they're breathing into the upper part of their chest yet. Mm. So if you ever want to know how to breathe, just watch a baby. That is such a good tip. (laughs) Um, And so you have your baby and you come home from the hospital and you're told no exercise until that six-week check. But what I found when I had... um, c-section and I came home was that it just wasn't possible to be completely inactive and do nothing and I was carrying you know the pram Mm. around and moving things and lifting my baby what do you need to be aware of in those six weeks when you're carrying out those daily tasks the advice that you get given is to sort of rest up and and not do a huge amount and only start exercise until after six weeks but I think you have to relook at the term exercise and actually almost everything that you're doing, as mm. you said, in those first six weeks, there is an element of exercise in it. And the best thing that you can do for your body in those six weeks in order to sort of reduce your risk of injury is focus on the real basics, focus on your sleep, focus on nutrition. And when you are lifting up heavy buggies if you have the option see if someone else can help you with it Mm. but at the same time focus on I guess the best advice I have around this is for protecting things like your pelvic floor and that'll be for getting up off the ground and you're holding your baby to think about pushing through both legs in a sort of lunge position Mm. and breathing out and gathering in that pelvic floor as you stand as soon as you hold your breath whilst doing things that's Mm. going to put pressure down that sort of midline of Mm. your stomach and also through the pelvic floor and those are two areas which have been particularly affected by pregnancy and potentially also birth so doing what you can to not put any extra pressure on that would be fantastic and then also just thinking about your posture as well I mean everyone gets into this terrible posture where you're sort of hunched over and I wouldn't necessarily say that's normal, but it's very common for that to happen. And so just looking at every now and again, just going, actually, can I do a posture check? Is this the optimal way for me to be sitting? Can I get my baby higher up so that the baby's coming to me rather than me hunching over to feed them? Thinking about um, when you're carrying things, uh, trying to keep that back and neck nice and long, and trying to avoid rounding through the back when you're carrying heavy things. But at the same time, nobody is perfect. There's no such thing actually as a perfect posture. Posture isn't permanent. It's always changing and it changes depending on our mood and our energy levels and how we're feeding. It can also change with what we're wearing and what we're doing. Mm. So I think just being mindful of, of the small little things that you can do 
it's really helpful. And also looking at how you stand. Mm. Often we stand in a slightly slouchy position. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, can you think about just drawing those ribs down? And, you know, it's, it's nice to kind of roll the shoulders back, but you don't want to force anything because mm. that can cause just as much problems as, you know, if you are letting everything go and you're slouching. Mm. As well, think about how you're carrying your baby. We often tend to favour one hip than the other. And again, that can lead to sort of imbalances in the body uh, or more imbalances in the body, which can then sort of cause a little bit of dysfunction or pain in certain places. So switching things up, mm. I guess it's just trying not to get stuck in one pattern of moving and just try to move in as many different ways as possible. So if you're sitting, try sitting on the floor, try sitting on a chair, sit on the sofa, mix everything up as much as you can. And when you've had your six week or eight week check, and let's say you're cleared for exercise. I think when you think about what's the definition of exercise after mm. you get to that six week mm. check, it doesn't automatically mean that you've had the check and you can go off and, you know, jump straight back into your 5Ks yeah, um, or the CrossFit or whatever it is that you really enjoy. And I just, there was something that was on the NHS website that I looked up. It says on the NHS website, which I love the NHS and I think they're amazing, but I think it's, slightly inaccurate mm. when they say it's usually a good idea to wait until after your six-week postnatal check before you start any high-impact exercise such as aerobics or running. I've had many people come to me and be like, I've had my six-week check and I went for a run mm. and actually things just felt awful. Mm. And I was like, it doesn't mean that you can get back into things like that, mm. especially for things such as running. You know, you have potentially taken several months, if not a lot longer not running mm. so therefore getting back like jumping straight back into running isn't the best idea think about what you can do to strengthen the areas that have been weakened think about sort of you know focusing on that core stability and the single leg strength and actually building up to it because if you do go back into what you were doing before you have a very different body you have a different body that's still going through the healing process mm. so even if you feel okay and I think this is a problem and and I know I'm very guilty of this if you've mm. had a very straightforward birth and a great recovery you go I feel fine mm. therefore I must be fine mm. therefore why don't I just go for a run or you know to that fitness session and there's a lot of healing that's still going on mm. without you realizing it. And they say it takes about two years for your body to stop being affected by the sort of postnatal or the pregnancy hormones oh, wow. and everything that you've been through. Yeah. So it does take a lot longer than people think. Mm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't go off and do some exercise, but build up to it. Mm. You know, you can increase your distances for walking you can go and get to a mum and baby class. Mm. You can do some exercise at home. You can do, um, I've got an online coaching program that, you know, is really tailored to where a mum is at. Mm. So there's many, many different ways of doing it, but just look at starting out slowly and build things up. And often you need to take things more easy than you realise. Mm. Yeah, and what happens if you go for these runs without having built up properly like what are they are there any risks with not taking the time and actually repairing your body fully before you go heavy into high impact exercise there can be risks for sure the most common ones are issues with the achilles tendon there can also be issues with pelvic floor 
a lot of people report back just saying, you know, it just didn't feel right. It felt like my hips weren't stable enough. And that's probably because they weren't. Mm. And you really sort of want to watch out for feelings of heaviness through the pelvic floor and any sort of leaking. So it is perfectly common and perfectly normal to have leaking in the first kind of couple of weeks after you've had your baby. But there should be a point where that stops. Mm. And a lot of people go, well, hang on a sec. You know, it's it's normal, right, mm. for me to leak and to wean myself slightly because I've had a baby. And actually it's common, but it's not normal after a certain period of time. Mm. And so if that does happen, it's, you know, a trip to the GP or go see a women's health physio. It's definitely worth trying to nip these things in the bud if you can. Mm. But I think most people will kind of go, actually, something doesn't feel right. Mm. But most common injuries are where, you know, knee problems or hip problems, things where it feels uncomfortable to run. Also, if you're breastfeeding, your boobs are massively weighty and it's important to wear the right supportive clothing. Yeah, good point. If that's something you really want to do Mm. or just time it so that you are getting out and doing things Mm. after you've expressed or fed. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many women, including me, are left. Oh, yeah, definitely me. When I'd given birth, I was a bit shocked by, you know, my belly that was still looking very much pregnant. And I was super keen to get it back into its flat state. Um, what do you recommend doing? Because I've read sit-ups are not the best um, form of exercise. But, but what should you be doing to kind of get your stomach to tighten up? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think if there, if there was one straight answer for this, I would be... A millionaire. A billionaire. <laughs> yeah. um, I know. I mean, I've, I'm... It shocks me again. This is my third time round. Mm. And I'm a bit just like, wow, yeah. hello. 
And it's, it's something that's completely normal. But I think you have to understand, first of all, how your body has changed mm. in order to then kind of look at how you can sort of get to a place where you are happy with your body. And for some people, actually, you know, there'll be things that you just can't do. It's not a quick fix. Mm. You might not have the same body that you did before you were pregnant and had a baby. I know I definitely don't. I've got a lot more stretch marks mm. and there's sort of a lot of additional padding around there. Mm. Um, but when you are pregnant, that abdominal fascia does stretch. And along with that, you know, the different abdominal muscles as well. So things to focus on would be re-strengthening the transverse abdominus also known as the TVA, which is, is sort of a bit of a corset-like muscle that mm. runs around your stomach, a bit like a belt. So again, that's where your breathing comes in. The so okay. breathing exercises can really work on that. Focusing on sort of when you're lying down and doing little leg lifts. It's hard to explain here, but very simple exercises that are really pinpointing your position of the pelvis and the ribs, how you're breathing and those deep core muscles um, and engaging those is the best place to start. And that will just help re-strengthen. And then you can look at working on those more superficial muscles, such as the rectus abdominis, the six-pack muscles and the obliques as well. But yeah, crunches and sit-ups aren't the best place to start mm. because generally when you're doing them people tend to hold their breath so I don't know if you ever noticed you can do that thing we go yeah <laughs> yes um and, that, and like, I get completely red <laughs> yes yes exactly again you're holding your breath up increases the pressure internally mm. which then doesn't necessarily help strengthen that yeah. abdominal wall or your pelvic floor mm. because you've got all the additional pressure on there. So there's a lot more sort of gentle exercises, which first of all, just help you reconnect with that core mm. and actually just be able to feel those stomach muscles again. Because that's so true. I mean, I had this like, bizarre feeling of actually not feeling my stomach or my core. It was, I could, I felt my legs and my upper body, but in the middle, it was like jelly and it just was like my brain wasn't really firing with those muscles. It's so true. You do lose that sort of body-mind connection, yeah. I think, especially around the stomach area. I mean, I know that, you know, I get very hopeful and I kind of just, I'll sort of press into my stomach and I'm like, oh no, they're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and But I think you have to trust that, that they are there. Yeah. They are there and they are working. Yeah. It's just they might not be as strong as they once were mm. or you just might not have that mind-body connection mm. there as well you might just not be able to feel them as much because they're not firing yeah um so getting that back is is a real good way to sort of lay the foundation for building on that strength and is there a difference between if you've had a c-section or you've had a vaginally de a delivered baby like do c-section moms need to wait longer or do different exercises or have a different approach to their recovery or is it does it depend on the individual or is it pretty similar? The thing to look out for with C-section births is often you have scar tissue. So you'll have the incision which you can see and then there'll be scar tissue that will be sort of a bit more underneath it as well. Looking at things like scar tissue massage is really important because mm -hmm. that will help break down that more inflexible tissue. 
Um, so it's causing less restriction. So some women report that they can feel a little bit of a pull mm. when they're doing certain movements. And you don't want to be scared of moving mm. your body. So taking that time to do the C-section, the scar tissue massage is really important. Mm. And again, there's videos online about that. I cover that in sort of my online coaching and women's health physio will also be able to help. Mm. And that can really, really, really help. There's also things to suggest that there might be a slightly slower recovery. So if you're, you know, looking to get back into running, I know that the abdominal fascia, the tensile strength on that is somewhere between 73 and 93% recovered mm. at six months yeah. postnatal. And, you know, that goes to show that it's not quite back mm. to what it was before. And for some women, it might take even longer. So be sort of, I guess, mindful of the exercises that you're doing. So we've heard how important it is to um, do some exercise and how good it is for our mood and body. But how do you find the time to do it? Do you have any strategies that you advise your clients get it done? First of all, I think you have to redefine what exercise for you means. Mm. So it's really common to kind of go, oh yeah, exercise, I'm going to go to an exercise class or I'm going to spend an hour at the gym. Or, you know, it's a very set thing, this sort of exercise. And you might not have that chance mm. when you are a new mum. So it's how can you be creative with what you've got? And you've got to look at what your baby's like as well. Mm. So some babies are great and like, you know, you can put them on a mat on the floor whilst you do some very gentle exercises. Or they'll be perfectly happy to be in a sling mm. whilst you go to a postnatal exercise class. So it's just how your baby is. I mean, I've found that having a whole bunch of different tactics at my fingertips really helps mm. and not defining a set time for an exercise period. Mm. So whether you can get five minutes in or 20 minutes or an hour, it actually doesn't matter. Mm. And it's just about what you can manage. Mm. And exercise should be something that is a priority because it helps you feel good as well as helps you with a faster recovery but it shouldn't be something that you get too obsessive about. Mm. So if you plan for a 20-minute session and you only get three minutes in, it's cool. Mm. It's cool. There's so many different things that you can do. Walking, I think, is a fabulous one. Mm. And people always underestimate walking. I underestimated walking. Mm. And I just remember being like, oh, walking's not an exercise. Yeah. And actually, as a as a mum, you just go, actually, this is great exercise because I'm getting mm. outside the baby sleeping. Mm. I can stop off and go coffee yeah. or whatever it is yeah. you know that's that's the perks of it and meet up yeah. with friends but there's many different ways to fit it in I I used to do things where you know the little one would be sleeping next to me on the bed and I might get in a few glute bridges mm. there or sort of little clams so it's just it's just things that you can fit in and now there are lots of gyms as well that have crushes oh yeah so that's, that's nice that's always a good way yeah. if that's something that's important to you to get to a gym then that is another way around it. And does it matter if you do, because uh, I felt like it with nap times, it was sometimes, and, and they would wake up unexpectedly and, you know, your exercise class or whatever you I was doing online, I was halfway through. Is it okay to split things up? Absolutely. Yeah. It's more about not pushing things when it might be more stress mm. to keep going on. So yeah. if you're halfway through an exercise class and your baby wakes up, you're going to go and see them. Mm. There's there's no kind of two ways around 
around it. So with that, just don't fret yeah. and be like, okay, well, you know, I've got half of it done. That's great. The fact I've got any done mm. is good enough. You yeah. have to sort of focus on, I think, replacing the expectation for appreciation. Yeah. And being like, yes, five minutes of exercise in the bag. Mm. Awesome. It's like today I really wanted to walk here because I sort of, I've set myself a goal of um, 8,000 steps a day. And I was like, oh, that'd be great. I'll, you know, I'll bank some steps in. But actually it wasn't going to happen. So I can't get too stressed about yeah. it. And I wasn't going to force it. And I didn't want to turn up a massive sweaty mess. Yeah. So, you know, I was on the bus and I could always go, okay, well, I can, I can walk back. Yeah. And that's fine. And if I don't hit those 8,000 steps, then I'm not going to get too stressed about it. It's all good. Some very wise words. And I think a lot of mums need to hear that because there are a lot of new things when you have a baby and a lot of additional pressures and then adding, you know, strict exercise targets on top of that. Absolutely. I think I've also noticed that when I've run group classes, people get incredibly stressed out or they don't even come because they're worried that their babies are going to cry or Mm. need attention and it's going to upset the rest of the people in the class Mm. and actually you don't know what your baby's going to be like so give it a go see what happens Mm. worst case scenario is it's just not for you or your baby yeah and you leave halfway through Mm. the instructor's not going to get upset it's very likely they will know Mm. because they'll have been through it themselves or they'll understand and you know all the other moms will know well well, this is it right Mm. your baby is loudest to you mm. like, I do not hear other babies cry yeah whereas when my baby's crying I'm like oh, they're so loud and you know just stop crying <laughs> but you know in these classes everyone is there just you know just doing what they can mm. so don't be put off by going to group classes just go see what happens take it easy feed if you need to I'm sure that the instructor's will have set it up so that it's a very informal class where you can do that. Mm. You should never have to feel bad that your baby's crying or needs a feed or needs a nappy change. And with those very wise words, uh, we are coming to an end. Thank you very much, Eliza. I think that's been super helpful. Thank you. I definitely should have uh, looked up some of the things before I started my (laughs) (laughs) post-baby routine. But yeah, no, it's been excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Caspian. I have enjoyed it very much. Oh, (laughs) good. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.